0: You're listening to the Candid Conference Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee. I'm a spiritual life and business mentor helping you create a life of freedom and purpose. On this podcast, we chat all things mindset, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. My job is to teach you how to believe in yourself, connect to yourself spiritually, and go after your big dreams. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello, welcome to the Canon Conference Podcast. I am so jazzed that you're here. I'm so excited. I am giddy over the opportunity to share my heart with you every week and give you some of the tips and advice that have dramatically changed my own life as well as the lives of my clients and those of you in this community who have been implementing them. So today is an episode all about releasing our obsession with physical appearance. If you are a woman, you probably know what I'm talking about. And if you're a man, perhaps you struggle with this too. Um, I want to start off by talking about my journey with letting go of makeup and where that kind of came from and the like transformation that has happened since then for myself with my mindset. So I did a whole episode on this and that was episode 80. If you want to go back and listen to that one um, after this, but I'll give you a brief rundown of how this happened. So in my journey, with my mindset, with growing my confidence and my spiritual connection and all of that, I'm often pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, right? That is the number one way to build your confidence. It is the number one way that I always recommend It's just consistently building a mindset of, of and just like a habit of stepping out of your comfort zone, doing the things that make you uncomfortable, right? The things that scare you. And so one thing that I actually read in a book, this suggestion was, If you're like, if you if you like are uncomfortable without makeup, try not wearing makeup. And I was like, oh shit, that sounds terrible. But I kept thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I've like done so many things that now I don't have too many things that I that I'm like afraid of or that I have a desire to do, but that I'm afraid of because it's not like about. It's not about jumping out of an airplane. Like, sure, that could be a growth experience, too. But if you, like, don't want to do that, don't do that. For me, though, I never liked makeup. I've never been a fan. I literally only wore it because I was insecure. Like, I only wore it because everybody else wore it. That was it. It wasn't fun to me. I didn't like going to Sephora and, like, shopping for makeup. Didn't like putting it on or taking it off. Just thought it was stupid. I thought it was stupid, and I do think it's stupid and unfortunate that women – feel this pressure to put things all over our face to make us look different in order to leave the house. That is ridiculous to me. But I was a victim of it for so long. I was I was just going along with it because it was what society did, right? And I didn't want to be the only person without makeup on around other people. And I didn't think I looked good enough without it. And I was very focused on that. Anyways, I said, okay, I'm going to go one week without it. And it was terrifying. And then you know through my journey i've also done so much work on releasing negative thinking and releasing overthinking so for me it it has become easier to let things go much quicker so as i was in that first week going to dinner with a bunch of girls and i was the only one not wearing makeup and whatever i was pretty quickly able to let it go and what i found was when i let it go i stopped comparing myself to other women i noticed that just in that one week I wasn't really like looking at people on Instagram or real life and thinking, man, I wish I looked like that. Or how could I or maybe I should like do my eyebrows a little bit different and then I could look that way or maybe I need this or that. I just stopped. Uh, I just kind of like work, did my work that I do on letting go of the thoughts. And I just I just didn't pick makeup back up. I, I didn't plan to give it up entirely, but I didn't pick it back up. Um, I actually wore it for the first time in four months this weekend for a wedding that I was in. But. Anyways, yeah, so I noticed over the past four months that like I've dramatically lessened the amount of time I waste comparing myself to other women, feeling jealous of the way other women look, all of that bullshit, and just focusing on loving myself on a deeper level, and it's helped me tap into this much, much, much deeper confidence within versus this confidence that came from me becoming what I thought people would like. And that's kind of the basis of what I teach now with my clients. The basis of my work is helping you tap into that your intuition, your inner guidance, your inner self love that's so deep and it's your soul. And you don't have to worry about all the ego based things um, that the 3D world consists of. Right. So you can live in this world and play in this world and do all the things, but you don't have to be about all of that. And it has made me so much happier. And I just feel free. Like when I stopped wearing makeup, I was like, I feel free. Like I'm doing something that I wanted to do, even though it was scary. And now I'm just free of it. It's just fucking cool. and I love it. But that wasn't, this wouldn't have been so easy for me some time ago. Um, when I was probably 13 or so, I started becoming really obsessed with my physical appearance. I remember one of the first things I can remember is like being in, I think I was in ninth grade And I used Nair. Do you guys remember Nair? It was like that pink, like nasty thing you put all over your body and the hair fell off. Maybe people still use it. I don't know. But I used it on my arms. I remember being so insecure about my arm hair. Um, I just couldn't be, I just couldn't have arm hair. So I tried that. I tried like other like as seen on TV, like arm hair removal, like tools or not arm hair, but like, you know, hair removal tools, like I, a bunch of things. And my arms are not like hairy Like, I don't think my arms are very hairy. <laughs> but when you're 14 and you're just a ball of hormones and stress and anxiety and, you know, I, I was, it was my head, um, a form of body dysmorphia, if you will. So, you know, along with that, um, I did all the things that, that most people experience, you know, I was constantly weighing myself every freaking day, like, <laughs> um, and I had really crazy standards, if I like weighed too much, I had to whatever, you know, um, I was just really, really concerned with the way I looked. I went tanning in high school and in college. And I, in college, I kind of knew like, this is stupid. Like I'm only doing this because I don't want to be the only one in pictures of all my roommates that's pale because they're all going tanning. So I'm going to do it too. That was me not listening to my heart, my intuition, just doing something because I wanted to fit in with everybody else. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Um, In high school, it was like, pluck your eyebrows so thin, so thin, pluck them so thin. And now they hardly grow. And that's unfortunate because by the time I was in college, big eyebrows became the thing. And now it's the bigger your eyebrows. It's like, when did eyebrows become the most important part of a woman's body? Like, who decided that we all have to wear makeup on our eyebrows? I mean, are you kidding? Like, this is ridiculous. Guys don't have to do any of this bullshit. So, but of course, for, you know, 10 years or so, I was obsessively drawing on my eyebrows and make trying different powders and different things. And I went through a phase where I was looking into getting the like tattoo thing on your eyebrows, the microblading. Like, I just wanted them to be perfect. They were so, so, so important. I was always comparing my eyebrows to other women's. and like I went through the you know I had fake eyelashes for a little while like two years ago anyways you know what I'm talking about you guys do your own have had your own experience with this most likely but women are just under so much pressure to look a certain way right why is that and I know this has been a thing forever but I do feel like the media and consumerism and like the multi-billion dollar makeup industry, it makes us feel like we have to hop on board with all of this, right? The Kardashian, social media filters, it's just all around us. Everyone around us looks more attractive than they actually are, right? Through makeup and filters and edited photos and all the things. And so it just creates all this pressure. It's a a huge waste of time, in my opinion. So as I was getting deeper and deeper in my spiritual journey over the past two years, you know, I was getting more in touch with my own heart and I was releasing old traumas and just like releasing shedding layers of myself that were making me live in anxiety and stress and comparison and whatever. And I was becoming a lot happier. And I started to really take into account, like, who do I want to be as an influencer? I didn't really want people to come on my Instagram page and think, oh, I wish I looked like her. I need to do this and this and this so I can look like her Um, because that's what humans do. Humans are, are hard. We are hardwired to seek out leaders. And right now that's people on Instagram, right? And to people in the media and we seek out leaders and we subconsciously try to be like them and we don't even know we're doing it. We don't know we're seeking out leaders and looking up to them this way and trying to become them. We don't, it's a subconscious thing that we don't even realize we do. And we do this with friends, especially ones that we happen to look up to. We do this with bosses. We do this with whoever we're looking up to. And as an influencer, I do feel a responsibility to be a good influence. I really I really do. I desire to be a good influence. And so I had thought about this for a while. Like I don't want my brand to be all about physical appearance and being glamorous and I actually would want to promote the opposite, right? I don't want women to feel like they have to do all these things in order to feel good enough or to feel confident. That's the opposite of my message, right? Candid confidence is all about candid is candid, meaning real, right? Candid, meaning who you actually are, authentic, loving yourself for that. That's what candid confidence means to me is like loving yourself beneath it all. But for the first couple of years of running my brand, I was just so so I was in a lot of comparison, and I was, you know, trying to look like other people who were doing their brands a certain way. Um, and yeah, I was filled with a lot of that. And as I've shed a lot of that, like, and stopped caring so much about looks, I let go of this like superficial part of me that was filled with jealousy and envy. And that has made me become so much happier because I did. I used to be so jealous of girls that were pretty. Um, I had a victim mindset. That's like a big part of my background. If you guys have, you guys have probably heard me talk about that if you've been listening. So everything that I didn't like about myself came with a victim story, right? And true confidence isn't about being outgoing and thinking you're attractive and liking how you look and showing off. Like, it's not about any of that. It's not about having the handbag everybody wants and whatever. It's about, it's like, And people have all different ideas of, like, women's empowerment. But, like, to me, posting, like, half-naked selfies and saying you love your body, you know, even if it's flawed or whatever the fuck. It's, like, that's – to me, that's, like, not what what it's about. (laughs) That's not what it's about for me. That can be what it's about for other women, other influencers, whoever. That's fine. People should do what their heart leads them to do. My heart leads me to talk about – confidence on a deeper level, an inner level, and to stop putting an emphasis on all the 3D physical stuff, the the material things, the material looks, the material wealth, all of that, to, to just not have that be at the forefront of my mind. And it's really, it's just really helpful because when you tune into your higher self, into your soul, and you find this connection to source and to love and to God within you, When you live from that place, you live in ease, you live in trust, you live in surrender and you interact with others in that state where of love and ease. And instead of feeling jealous of others, you you look deeper, right? You find their soul, you're happy for them and you want them to be happy. And that's just, it's just a beautiful way to live. It's amazing. Girl, let me take a moment real quick to tell you about the latest healthy hack that's made its way into my life. A couple months ago, I was searching for K-cups that were half-calf, and I couldn't find anything. I love coffee, and I sometimes need a second cup in the afternoon, but too much caffeine makes it hard for me to fall asleep at night. I'm out here trying to live my best life, and sustainable energy is a huge part of that. When I finally found Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee, I was like, okay, let me give this a try. It has half a cup of organic coffee, and then the magical part is mushroom extracts. Chaga mushroom and lion's mane are added for a boost of energy without the crash of coffee and immune support too. I was definitely skeptical at first because I really didn't expect it to taste very good. And I also thought that it wouldn't energize me the way that coffee does, but it totally did. And I don't experience the crash right after lunch like I did with regular coffee. So if you're ready to give it a try, head to the link in the show notes and use code CANDID for 10% off. Full disclaimer I found and tried this coffee on my own, unsolicited, and then decided to partner up with them. This is a product I genuinely love and I wanted to share because I'm a believer that too much caffeine really can contribute to energy crashes and anxiety. So, once again, that code is Candid and you're saving 10%. So, how do we get into this flow state of being, this blissful state? Truly, it's a lifestyle, and you have to choose every day that you're going to live in alignment with your values and your intentions, and live the way that you do desire to live. The other way to live, of course, would be living unconsciously, right? Eating food that you know is going to make you feel like shit, Um, you know, putting off doing the things you want to do because you're afraid, like living in alignment is you, your actions line up with your values and line up with the life that you desire to live. And so every action that you take is you deciding is, is this what I want to do? Like, is this what I want to do? Or is this what other people are? I'm doing this because other people are or whatever. Right. Or because I'm just living unconsciously. I'm, I'm just making decisions without really thinking about it, without being mindful of it. And how we get there is shedding the layers of ego, which is of course the inner voice of fear, right? It's this, it's the voice that's always talking to you in your head the voice of jealousy and anger and victim mindset and anxiety and just wanting people to feel sorry for you and um, being frustrated all the time and constantly triggered by people like that's all ego, and we've got to start shedding those layers and disconnect ourselves from that. It's going to be there. It's gonna, we're going to have negative thoughts, but when we disconnect ourselves from that and build awareness around our thoughts. We'll have them. We'll have the negative thinking, but we don't have to be attached to it. We won't create a story all about it without even realizing we're doing that. We get to we get to decide and understand that our thoughts are not us. And two of my favorite ways to do this, you guys are not going to be shocked, is journaling and meditation. And I've talked about these two things so much here on the podcast. So if you're a new listener, go through and listen to some other episodes. You're going to learn a lot about those practices and why they're so important and how to implement them into your life. But today, I want to share the importance of practicing gratitude. Our mind filters information through our reticular activating system. And the system in our brain basically narrows down our focus onto the information that we have deemed important or correct. So this is part of why we hold on so strongly to our beliefs and our views of the world and the way the world works and the way the world should work and how everybody should live their lives and all of these things, right? Because we have a bias based on how our brain essentially is showing us what we want to see which is a lot of the time what we already believe in, right? It's confirming our beliefs. It's confirming our biases. And that's I wanted to explain that because that's the scientific explanation of why the saying what we focus on grows is true. What we focus on does grow. What we focus on, our mind will hone in on and say, oh, okay, let's look out for this. We're going to create more of this in our reality, So your filter starts to change when you focus on something different, your your whole worldview changes based on that. So when we focus on gratitude, we literally start to become more aware of things to be grateful for. Our mind starts to look for things to be grateful for, which is the opposite of how our mind typically works, right? Our mind has a negativity bias um, based on, you know, when humans first came to this, planet. We were living in a a mode of fight or flight. You know, we were like being hunted by various creatures and we had to always be on the lookout and we were in physical danger a lot. So our mind has that that negativity bias where we're on the lookout for danger. We don't need that in in our culture today as much. Most of us really don't need that. So now it's just focusing on like psychological problems, problems of the ego. You know, people are looking at us funny or we don't look as hot as somebody else or our butt's not growing fast enough or our butt's too big or whatever the fuck, right? We focus on all this bullshit because our physiological needs are mostly met in our culture, right? Um, If you are blessed enough to live as I do in a first world country where our needs are met. Um, So... So yeah, when we focus on gratitude, our brain will look for things to be grateful for. It will remind us to be grateful for things. And it doesn't happen overnight, but this is this is why we call it a gratitude practice. You practice, <laughs> you literally practice. You set the intention to be grateful. You start to be more grateful in everyday life. You think of things to be grateful for um, and your brain will say, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. This is important. Let's be on the lookout for this. And so for now, at my at the point I'm at now, after two years of doing this, I don't really have a gratitude practice because my brain is just filtered in such a way that I just live in gratitude. And that doesn't mean I'm happy all the time. I I become derailed by things. I become triggered by things, but I catch myself right, and I know how to work through it and all of that. And my my experience of daily life is being grateful for things and being on the lookout for the good in life. But starting a gratitude practice can look a lot of different ways. It could be first thing in the morning, you decide you're gonna think of three things to be grateful for. Um, before your feet hit the ground, you're gonna start start your gratitude list. Laying in bed at night, you could make a gratitude list in your mind as you're falling asleep, right? shifting your awareness to focus on gratitude. But I wanted to also talk about how we can use gratitude um, to also shift our perspective from being obsessed over our physical appearance in a a negative way. I don't want, like my intention is not to teach people how to think they're hot. That's to me, it's not important, but it is better than nitpicking yourself in the mirror. So this is something that helped me in the beginning of my journey. Because at one point I was just so obsessively, here's what I was doing, you guys. I was going on the internet and I was finding different tools um, to try and remove the cellulite from my ass. And I wanted to make sure I just had this perfect butt with no cellulite and these perfect legs and whatever. And I was like, I had, I found this like scrub brush thing. And I was every night in the shower, I was like scrubbing my cellulite. It was ridiculous. Okay. Um, I don't really feel like that's a, a great use of my time. Personally, that's not in alignment with my values and with my intentions for life. So I'm like in the mirror, scrutinizing myself and just thinking negative thoughts and thinking, well, Someday I'll be able to like afford to get these so like remove like the Kardashians do. And, and I just thought, oh, my God, like this is a never ending cycle, isn't it? I didn't know at the time, but it's because nothing's ever enough to satisfy the ego, the ego. If the ego is, is focused on your physical appearance, nothing you you will never find yourself attractive enough. Think of the Kardashians. Why do they have so much plastic surgery? They, they're gorgeous. Like they were gorgeous in high school before they started wearing makeup and putting on and like doing surgery on themselves. They don't need to constantly do all these things to change their looks, but they do because they're living out of ego. And my, my perspective of them is that they're living out of ego. So nothing is ever enough. They're never good enough. They have to keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And I realized I was going down a dangerous path. And I said, you know what? Fuck all this. I am done looking at myself in the mirror and, and just wasting time nitpicking. I'm done with this, and so I made a rule. I was like, okay, when I look in the mirror or, or when I look at a picture of myself, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna force myself right away to pick out one thing I like about the way I look. And the reason I the reason I recommend this, I mean, it did work for me. It really, really worked for me. It shifted. It shifted me away from the nitpicking. I recommend this because it just shifts. That pattern, like we have this pattern, this habit of automatically looking for our flaws. Most of us. If you, if you don't don't like agree, then that's freaking awesome. And that's awesome. Like that's great. But for most women, we look in the mirror, we look at a picture of ourselves and we pick out like perceived flaws. Many of the time, like most of the time, they're total bullshit, right? But they're in our mind, they're a flaw. And so I told myself I was done. So I started thinking of one thing I liked about myself. And then from there, it was about shifting away from letting myself sit in the mirror and nitpick. So when I would catch myself doing it, I would just walk away. I would just stop. I would just cut it off and I would stop. And that has really, really changed my life. Um, And this was like two and a half years ago. It was actually a little bit longer ago than that, but it was right before I started my blog because... I was just realizing like all of these things I was doing to build my confidence, the world needed them. So this is actually part of how I ended up starting my blog. So it's pretty special to me. Um, so yeah. So let's let's shake things up. Let's interrupt that pattern of automatically looking for our flaws. Let's shift our brain's reticular activating system to start to look for the good. Okay. And it's not about like thinking needing to think you're hot or whatever. Like I said, it's like, it's just let's shift into a attitude of gratitude, let's shift into looking for the positive. And if you want to, you could put a sticky note on your mirror to remind you of this rule, right? You need if you need accountability, slap a sticky note on that mirror. But if you really stick to this, and you do other, you know, other practical things, you are, you know, doing other mindset things, you're going to change your whole life, like you will, you will change the way that you look at yourself. And that is life changing. So as the negative thoughts start to come up, just practice walking away from it, practice letting them go, practice turn like not if you catch yourself on Instagram, just comparing yourself to the people on the explore page that don't even look like real humans. Stop doing it. Just stop doing it. Like practice letting it go and walking away. You have got way more important things to do in this world than to pick yourself apart. OK, because confidence and belief in yourself is your I want to say it's your number one asset. I really do, because if you don't believe in yourself, it's going to be really difficult for others to believe in you. And that's necessary. It's going to be difficult for you to take the actions needed to create your dream life. That's your dream job. That's your dream relationships. That's your dream everything. When you believe in yourself, you're unstoppable. So we're done picking ourselves. We're done picking ourselves apart. It's time to walk away. You have all the power inside of you that you could ever possibly need to create your dream life, where you love yourself deeply and you feel a sense of love and oneness for others. You see past the ego in others. Yes, people are going to annoy you and trigger you, but you see past that. You see into their soul, right? And that is one of the best things you could ever experience in life. And you deserve it. You deserve it. So keep doing your inner work. And please never hesitate to reach out with me with questions. I'm always down to chat with you guys. I'm always down to offer suggestions and journaling prompts and whatnot. So you can find me on Instagram at candid.confidence if you want to reach out. And if you love this episode, if you walked away with something, if you want to help me spread this message. Do me a huge favor, screenshot this episode, share on Instagram, tag me in it. Um, And if you're feeling extra generous and you want to cultivate some gratitude, drop me a rating or a review on iTunes. I so appreciate you guys helping me to spread these super important messages. And I love you so, so, so much. I will see you next week.